it's his Jesus and Gym Shoes. Welcome to another episode of Jesus and Gym Shoes, where we have unparalleled conversations about life skills and Jesus. I have, you know, one of the homies on Jesus and Gym Shoes, and <laughs> <laughs> to get it cracking one time. Welcome Stella to the pod. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, G. Greetings, everyone. I am Stella, aka Stella's Groove. Um, glad to be here. Glad to see my friend again. It's been a long time. I know, right? <laughs> you've been uh, you've been world traveling and um, doing some stuff. Um, and so one question I ask everybody: What's your favorite pair of gym shoes? My favorite pair of gym shoes. So I would have to say, and it may sound a little cliche. Um, you to say Jordan ones, right? No, it's the Jordan Ten, the retro joints. Oh, the Jordan Tens. Okay, no, I mean that's not no. A lot of people don't really say that shoe. Ironically, a lot of people be like, no. "Yeah, Jordan ones." That was my favorite to hoop in. Okay. Okay. It was my favorite to hoop in because they were so light. Okay. Yeah, they are they are a lot lighter than the other ones. Um, yes. Yeah, and still had ankle support. So Yeah. That's good. <laughs> that's real good. What colorway? Just the original. The originals. Okay. Red, black, and white. I oh, didn't get funky with it. <laughs> I wanted to give them classic vibes. Okay. 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 Dang the tens. That's the tens. I don't think I own any. Do I own a pair of tens? I don't have any anymore. Yeah, I got. Hey. I need to get some, but what, I have a. I have an interesting relationship with tennis shoes these days. So, what, what's that relationship? Um, about three years ago, I dislocated my kneecap. Uh huh. And um, now I have to commit to a life of gym shoes. No more heels for you. No more, and that is so ghetto because. I, I love to pull a stunt, but I've been having to remix it as I've been trying to, you know, rehab this thing. My doctor, my orthopedic doctor was just like, you're going to have to commit yourself to a life of fitness. And I was like, excuse me? Yeah, these knee, these knee, um, knee injuries are no punk. I tore my ACL my um, senior year of uh, college mm -hmm. playing ball. So I trust me, I understand that and I understand the uh, life of having to make sure that you keep that knee loose mm -hmm. and don't let it don't let it tighten up too much and ice and heat and you know it, it felt like an old person. He's like, yeah, listen, today. And you hear me? And the shake back is definitely not the same as we age. And then I'm often you know, envious of your shoe game, especially with the latest JFG drops. I'm like, yo, what's up? <laughs> what's been, up? Oh, they were, oh, I put them up. They were right up under my desk. I keep trying to wear them and keep not wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Joe Fresh Goods. Oh, Shout yeah, out. Yeah, um, I have them somewhere. Oh man, when I say I've been trying to get the drop, just trying to get the drop because for one, New Balance is a shoe that's comfortable, the one of the most most comfortable shoes. They're not, yes. They're and not then 90. the the collab, I'm like, yo. 
Yeah, I um, I so I started wearing New Balances a few years ago. Um, so I love going to the East Coast. Um, and we're gonna transition into you traveling like crazy. Um, so I travel to the East Coast. I love the East Coast. I love DC. I love Baltimore. I love Philly. I love New York. And this shoe, mine is beat to mine is beat to shreds, like it should be. I have this, this shoe. This is my dog walking shoe. Like it's it's a beautiful shoe. Like I mean, it's comfortable. This nine ninety is. It's right it's over there. Like I, you gotta you gotta have it. And then it's like, man, I don't want no dad shoes or I don't want that. But you put them suckers on and you realize Sold. you had them on all day. Sold. Yeah. So I can't I can't do it. But so traveling over there, I really got exposed to like rocking New Balances, rocking more. I think we wore like the five seventy fours. Mm-hmm. Here when I was in high school, and I didn't in Chicago, and I didn't really like them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't really care for those. But as I got older, we most definitely, I most definitely saw the value in <laughs> these. My my latest New Balance, Kyle. Okay, okay. I got those in New York. I love the colors that they use. Two months ago. Yeah, I love the colors that they use. I love a bright shoe. Um, but yeah, we um. But yeah, as I got older, they just became more comfortable. I can beat them up and ain't nobody going to look no type of way. I can right. go do yard work in them. I can go. <laughs> I can run errands for my building. I can run errands with the dog. And I got. I ain't got to change shoes. Absolutely. Um, it's probably the most worn shoe that I have at this point. But um, tip, you did something really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. So you quit your job and start traveling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. Yes or no. So what happened? I've always had a love for travel. And I would before quitting my job, I would try to travel as often as I could and um even try to convince my job to send me places that weren't on our radar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've always enjoyed travel, but yes, as you stated, I'm one of those uh, participants in the great resignation. Um, I quit my job what did you during do? the pandemic. Um, it was the wildest and scariest thing I have ever done in my life. And I've done some interesting things like jumping out of airplanes, jumping off cliffs, you know, but that was, that was the you, scariest. You quit your job though, how, like so. What did you do? So, what uh-huh. was your career or the job that you quit? And then, how did you quit? Was it was it dramatic or tell that story? Okay, so um, I was an operations manager. Okay, I was an operations manager for a very large nonprofit. Okay, and um, I had only been there for a little over a year and things were, were rocky. It was rocky. So when I got there, like a month or two later, the pandemic hit. Okay. So understanding that I'm still learning how this company operates, but I'm about to have to forget all of that because mm-hmm. the world just got flipped upside down. Right. Mm-hmm. So went through, uh the beginning of the pandemic adjusting readjusting 
with the company culture and it was it was a wild time it was a wild time and i had some concerns um i had a health scare mm-hmm. i was That's in a perfect. virtual meeting and all of a sudden like um my mind goes blank it gets foggy my heart rate speeds up my temp my body temperature rises i try to i try to speak i can't speak mm-hmm. i try to stand up my my legs are it was it was a wild experience and i didn't know what was happening um i got to the doctor i went straight to the doctor's office and they said my blood pressure was at stroke level and they put me on blood pressure medicine immediately and i was 32 years old and i was like Something I else. can't be 32 on blood pressure medicine. Mm-hmm. Like, ain't no way. And then there were things going on at the at the job that I wasn't comfortable with and I would address and it would keep happening. So I was like, either I'm going to let this job kill me or I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. And I've always been one. I've always had multiple jobs. So mm-hmm. that was that was my my main um source of income but i had other jobs that i did and i was just like i just got i gotta figure it out i gotta figure it out i know that for a long time i wanted to relocate i wanted to potentially pursue another career so let me go do some exploring i know some people that live in a couple different places some major cities that are doing phenomenal things in their industries Mm -hmm. let me talk to them let me talk to them. So that's how uh, my travels post-resignation started and how the podcast uh, was developed. The podcast is called Next Stop Loading. Mm-hmm. And it was you it was birthed selfishly. There. Yeah, you know? You jumping there. Come on with your media training. <laughs> uh- <laughs> it's called Next Stop Loading. And it was, like I said, birthed selfishly because I had no idea what my next thing would be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had no idea what that would be. And I understand that there's nothing new done under the sun and that um, my relationship and my reality as a black woman is not necessarily vastly different from another black woman's. Mm-hmm. So I started to interview women between the ages of 30 and 80 mm-hmm. because our our experiences are so intertwined I was just like, let me let me see what happened in the past. Let me see what's happening currently. And potentially I can make some decisions around that with shared experiences. But then I also considered like, this is not just helping me. This could help someone else in their season. Absolutely. So what was that? Resi- so what did you do to resign? Like, did you just write them a letter or did you just be like, yo, I'm out? Interesting story. I've never told this story personally. Um I was doing some recruiting. I had a busy day that day. I had like something scheduled that day every two hours. Mm-hmm. So um, my first thing was like at 9 a.m. Uh, I had a meeting with my superior. It was supposed to be a check-in meeting about some things that had been put off. And I got hit with a, 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 a performance a thing, a pip, yes. I got hit with a pip and I, it was completely unexpected. I was like, okay. 
So I'm listening, you know, to the things that are on it. And they're like, you know, I need this signed and returned or whatever. So I'm like, all right. But I have stuff to do. I have things scheduled every two hours today. But I'll get it back to you. So I went throughout my day. And about three o'clock, I was like, I have to, you know, respond to this thing. Wrote out like a one page response because because I had that much to say. Mm-hmm. And I had everything documented. Mm-hmm. And I did not sign it, but I returned it with my response. And I requested that I speak to either HR or superior about this mm-hmm. because I was like, nah, ain't no way. And after that, it was a shock because the person that gave it to me was like, Oh no. I think a week or two later, I just submitted my resignation. Mm-hmm. And when I submitted my resignation, my superior told me that the PIP was being rescinded. How do you rescind a PIP? Oh, because you had all that documentation. Yeah, yeah. Funny story. Um Funny story. Um, that's that's what happened to me. Uh, I actually, when I quit at my old position, I was in a meeting, and they were not necessarily the pit, but essentially my manager was like presenting something to me that I had already presented to them, and I was like, you know, no, I'm okay. <laughs> it was at that moment I was like, yeah, I'm okay. And then a couple of weeks later, it goes past. I finally, I get, it, I get the position I have now and then I was in a meeting and she was just like oh yeah you're still gonna work the last two weeks mind you I had given them a month of notice month of notice because everybody was quitting so I was like you know I'm not gonna do that to you I'm gonna let you know in advance when I'm leaving so that way I'll work I'll work it out and she said something that pissed me off in that meeting I was like I sent her I sent her email later on mind you I was like I made this promise yada yada I sent her an email later on and was like, you know what? As of this day, I'm out. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm gone. I'll holler at you. I can't. You I don't can't. have to worry about me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't. You at don't. all. And so it led me to be in a space of like wanting to see what's next. And so, um, you know, I, I had other things popping, but you know, nothing that was sustained, but it was it was most definitely scary. And I'm grateful that I had another position. But what was what is what is that walk been like um, after leaving? Into, it's like, been an emotional roller coaster <laughs> because mm-hmm. for someone who has worked more than half of their life and to kind of go cold turkey. Like I said, I had other jobs that I did on the side, but I always had like a full-time situation. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, how, how do, how do I survive off of this? Now I had, you know, some savings and some things and some support. And I was just like, I, I have to do this. And I had encouragement and support from some loved ones that were just like, you, you gotta do what's best for you. So it's yeah. it's been a some days are awesome. Other days it's like, what the what? <laughs> like what did I do? 
but the journey, I, I don't think I would trade it for anything because it's, it's something that you have to go through. You have to feel those feelings. You have to trust your gut. It's okay to pivot. Like I had to trust myself and really bet on myself and believe in my skill set to pursue mm-hmm. this thing. And then to pursue something that is completely foreign. Like I talk to people on a regular basis. So that that part's not easy. But then you get into editing and software and you didn't tell us what you you beat me to my question. So what are you doing now as opposed to operations manager? So I I do consulting. I do some um, operations, some strategic planning mm-hmm. um, for some nonprofits, some smaller nonprofits and um, small businesses. Mm-hmm. So I do that to make some ends meet. Amen. And then I do the podcast. And I also steal, which I didn't mention before, I am a basketball official. Okay. So you're running up and down the court? I'm running up and down the court. Those, um, <laughs> I know that's fun. And so that next is the podcast, right? So mm-hmm. next stop loading. Next stop loading. How did you get that name? I, at the, a year before the pandemic hit, I wanted to do a podcast and it was completely different from what, uh, this one currently is, but I wanted to do one. I just didn't know what that looked like. Mm-hmm. So after I resigned from my job, I was thinking, I'm going to do these interviews. I don't, I didn't have a name initially. I just was like, it'll come to me. Mm-hmm. And I just kept toying with what's next. What's next was always a, a thing in my head. I'm like, what's next? Like, it can't be what's next. Like, and then next stop. And I was like, oh, well, what is my next stop? And because I didn't have an idea of what my next stop would be, that loading just opens the door to whatever it can be. That's dope. That's really dope. I think um, we we always get so concerned with next. Uh, or we always get, I think a lot of people get caught up with the past that they don't get to necessarily look at what's next or like be even in the moment so right. that way they can plan for next mm-hmm. um so i think that's admirable that you were able to uh aside from all of the other stuff look at what's next um so with the podcast like i know that you said that you interview women 30 to 80 right why that age group so i am 33 um my current or at that time my audience that i followed on social media and then followed me back were um older millennials (laughs) i had a a couple of younger millennials but most of us we were older millennials and i wanted this to resonate with that target audience but i stretched it beyond the millennial age because i enjoy talking to the elders Mm-hmm. I enjoy getting their stories um, and to see sometimes, especially in families like history repeat itself. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to capture some of that information because oftentimes when we're disconnected from our elders, we think what we're doing or what we're experiencing is new. Mm-hmm. 
and it's not, and you have community yeah. and lived experience all around you. And I, I wanted women to understand that they weren't alone in this. What has been one of those conversations that of something that you so you did a you did a podcast with your mom? I did. What was something that she said that you didn't know? Um, I didn't know that she was not able to attend school while pregnant. My mom got pregnant her senior year in high school. And back then, it was early 70s. Um, you couldn't attend school and be pregnant. And she was afforded the opportunity to still graduate on time because of a program by a um, college that was in the state of Arkansas. And that was so surprising to me because... You know, now we have, in our day, we have um, online college and things yeah. like that where we can finish school. Well, they were mailing her work to do to complete coursework. And that blew my mind that that was a concept in the early 70s. And I'm like, we're not that far removed from integration. And I live in the South. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I live in the South. And she's from a rural town, like where a main road segregated you know, the town. So to hear that experience, I was like, wow, 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 wow. What was that like um, to hear that? Um, how, how did that make you feel about like the, the things that you were afforded? Well, for one, I was grateful for um, the opportunity to pursue a public education and then my high school actually had a preschool there mm -hmm. so to turn that stigma around now i don't have yeah. children but i don't definitely don't think it's right that a child has to be removed because of this thing and yeah. not even the other party that participated in the life of the creation of this life like what, what are their consequences so yeah to hear that story, at first I was pissed because I'm like, what the heck? But then, you know, it's like, especially with women's rights being stripped today, like, yeah. what's new? <laughs> what's new? It's, um, that's a whole path of things that I want to do a podcast about, but I just need to make sure I have, like, functional people. Understood. <laughs> 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 to uh talk through those things <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah oh. that that was a wild concept to me because her mom her mom pressed college 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 because in that during those times that's what separated you or gave you the opportunity to support yourself and to make more money. And if she wasn't able to finish high school, how, how is there going to be a college? You know, yeah. how, how are we going to further our education for more opportunities? So. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's hearing that like my mom, um, just even when I did the podcast with my mother, I dropped it for my birthday this year. Um, just talking to her, she was just like, yeah. So, we were on like public aid or something like that. And I was like, 
what? <laughs> you want public aid? Like, what are you right. talking about? And so it was, and it was like you bootstrapped, like, like really bootstrapped. I'm not talking about like a how you know LLC Twitter like glorifies <laughs> these tech these tech giants for, <laughs> for like starting stuff out of their parents' garage. Absolutely. Parents giving them a hundred thousand dollars. Seed money. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, seed money to be like, oh yeah. But they pay my mom ain't own no house. <laughs> like mm-hmm. so it was like, man, you really bootstrapped. Like you was you was like, yeah, I'm gonna give me a job and went and got a job. And you know, it was it was really interesting to find out. Um yeah, just find that out and just to see the tenacity. In that, and so hearing your mom go through that, and then be in a space to to show you what what has she taught you? Uh, what, what's like the one thing that you can be like, you can say to yourself, like, man, my mom, this is the one thing I got from her. I will say, and I hear a lot of backlash about it these days, but I would say resilience. Okay, mom, if anyone were to go listen to that to that episode my mom had a lot of experiences at a very young age like a a lot of things were happening in her 20s and if we can recall back to when we were between the ages of 17 and 25 she had a child she relocated to a a large city Mm -hmm. got divorced went to another like it was just a lot of moving parts and to still be doing the things, taking care of herself, taking care of her children, like, resilient. Yeah, I think I saw that. It was like, yeah, I don't want to be a resilient. I don't want my story to be one of resilience. I right. One of, I was like, I, I was listening to um, um, the women's basketball coach from Duke. She gave a speech and she was like, you know, you handle hard days better, right? Every, it's going to be hard. Like every day is going to be hard, but you handle hard days better. Is yes. is what happens. Like once something is, once you've mastered like that hard thing, now you know how to. You don't react the same way when something is hard mm-hmm. that next time, and then you learn from that, and then you learn it better. And I think that's what resilience is, because I don't think it's realistic to to not want to be resilient. Um, exactly, I yeah. I agree wholeheart- wholeheartedly, and. It's helped me during this process. Yeah. And I, I, I often have to remind myself, you can do hard things. Mm-hmm. When my media file is not loading like it should, and I can't figure out why. Why? Uh-huh. And it's very frustrating. You can do hard things. You can. You can most definitely do hard things. Um, I think that... Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think a lot of people understand that they can. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people understand how they that they can. What what what's your reminder that you can do hard things? What do you say to yourself in those times, or is that what you say to yourself? That's one thing I say to myself. Um, I can easily recount where I've had hard times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there have been more than a few. And of course, that's not the, we don't typically show those things on social media, but mm-hmm. we have those, hell, right now is a hard time. <laughs> like still, I call myself a freshman entrepreneur. Navigating that is hard. 
It is. It's it hard, is. but I can do hard things. And yeah. that identifying the things that I have overcome, gotten through, pressed through, and I'm still here to tell the story, to do another hard thing. I've been given an opportunity to do another hard thing. I'm yeah. grateful. Because there's some folks that ain't they ain't here no more to do hard things. They're not. I am um, like just even looking at your own mortality. I'm not sure if you've had this experience, but like I buried like or not me personally, but like I've been to funerals for people that I went to school with. Yes. Like high school. And, yes. <laughs> and like it's like, yo, we one brother in particular, every time I saw him smiling, just beautiful person. Um we all were um we all were taken aback, you know, just the way he was slain. It was just like him? Right. Like, and it was the day of his college graduation. Like this was recently. Like it was the day of, like he was supposed to graduate that day. Oh. And we were just like what, bro? Like, and we and, right. and it's so lost. Like, you I'm know, sorry to so hear that. yeah, it is. But you know, the thing is, you learn from those situations that you want to be, you want to take life on the head, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you want to be in a space where, um, you are taking advantage of those things that are that are coming after you. So. You know, whether it's the podcast or whether it's, you know, living, living for yourself or living in a, in a space where you're like, yo, I, um, I was sick, <laughs> mm-hmm. didn't realize that I was really stressed out and I can't come in today. <laughs> I, and, you know, I'm not going to allow you to do X, Y, and Z to me. So right. um, that then allows you to grow and handle mm-hmm. hard things. So explain grow. So you always put it. In up and down the inst- up and down the Instagram, always talking about it. Um, so it's you know R and in the W R um, in parentheses. Explain. Yes. So so glad you asked about that. I'm always talking about let's grow and emphasis on um, the R and the W being in parentheses because they can be omitted in that in that statement as far as let's go. So where are we going? What what are we pumping ourselves up to do next? Um, this saying has been in my Instagram bio. I feel like since I had an Instagram page, was was we created that what back in twenty eleven? Yeah. <laughs> but it was, was a little late. I was a little late. I did like twenty twelve. So it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but it was the saying, "Oh, the places." you'll grow mm-hmm. and it's a play on the dr seuss all oh, the places you'll go but i like i said i've always enjoyed traveling and anytime i would go to a new place i would feel so fulfilled and i would have all this energy to go back and do more in my community mm-hmm. so i i realized that as much as I went or as much as I go, I would grow in because of these experiences. Mm-hmm. So if you're willing to move your feet, if you're willing to bet on yourself, if you're willing to say yes to the opportunity, if you go, then there's potential for you to grow there. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I don't want to be a stagnant person. 
I don't I don't want to be. And I feel like I've I've made several moves, but there's still more to make. I agree with that. Um wholeheartedly. That's one thing I can't um it's one thing I can't do. <laughs> it's just sit still. Um it's it's sit still at all. Um yeah, it ain't in me. <laughs> I get uncomfortable if I sit still. Uh-huh. Like, it's just like, uh, like I mean, that, that's just aside from resting. Like, I've learned how to rest. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the Bible says in Proverbs 6, it's like, oh, the ant, oh, sluggard, consider her ways and be wise, you know, without any, um, without having any chief officer or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food and harvest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just the ant. Like, it, the Bible, it's like, Go ahead, go for it. Like yes. you can't like because let's now, go. Yeah, you gotta go for it. Um and just aside from like attaining things, it's like that that whole like chapter. It my pastor was preaching Sunday, um, and he said it. He said like he was he was talking about that verse, and I was just like, man, yeah. I, mean, you know, I gotta <laughs> Get back, <laughs> you know. All right, let me. Um, all right, cool, player. I got it. Right, I got it. I got it. Oh, um, but it it makes a lot of sense to get up, and I'm glad that you um you started it. I think that it's a, I think, a lot of people miss their avenues because of the fact that they think that a lot of people have done it or that it's oversaturated, mm-hmm. and it's like everything that you do is unique and I think that you wanting to have these conversations and wanting to allow women to be heard and you know stories to be heard these are stories that are totally unique so I just want to encourage you and that's why I wanted you on the pod so that way look at me talking podcast lingo Um, (laughs) that's why I wanted you on the podcast so that way if one one more person heard it or one more person, you know, listened to it. I would love to have been, you know, a catalyst for that. So what's next for you? What's next? Well, before I tell you what's next, I want to thank you for um, listening to the pod, supporting the pod, shouting out the pod, having me on this show. What's next for me? I'm currently working on the second series. So the first series was the grow series. So let's yeah. go. Let's grow. Mm-hmm. Um, what are what are we doing next with our lives? What are, what are we searching for? Because the pandemic, like I said, flipped the world upside down. It was it was to me what I discuss with people often was it's like a a, a new renaissance. Yeah, you can recreate yourself. Mm-hmm. Things that we how we did things once before, it's a new normal. Yeah, it's it's a new normal. So with that being said, I've started recording my second series. Um, it's called the Duality Series. Mm. So I was in uh, Baltimore about two weeks ago. Bodymore. Okay. You know, I was in Baltimore, Did a, spent a day or so in D.C. Um, thoroughly enjoyed myself. I was like, hmm, okay. East Coast. Hmm. Love it. Love it. You know? Love it. <laughs> Anytime I go, I enjoy myself. But that time, the times I've been before, I've been for work. And anytime I go for work, I got to put a little play in there. But absolutely. Same thing. It was for work and play. But because my work looks different now, you know, 
I get a little more play in that and get to experience a little a little more. So what's next is second series, still looking to grow this entrepreneurship with the consulting um, as far as organizational management, strategic planning, team building, communication strategies, all of those things. Um, having that background in middle management, I know how to speak the language to the to the superiors and those that are being met with direct uh, relationships with the clientele. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking to continue to grow that. Okay. Well, I'm here, you know, I'm here if you need anything, G. But uh, yeah, make sure you, that's been another episode of Jesus and Gym Shoes where we have unparalleled conversations about life skills and Jesus. Um, I want to thank Stella for hopping on. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to both of our podcasts, uh, Next Stop Loading or at Next Stop Loading everywhere. Um, And also this is underscore Jesus and Gym Shoes on YouTube. Instagram, all the places. Make sure you, again, like, comment, and subscribe. Peace. Peace. Now you gotta find. Oh. I'm trying to stop the recording. <laughs> Boy, this is Jesus and Gym Shoes. <laughs>